If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Back into it, 10 minutes to the top of the hour and the news refreshed on the other side. Joseph Newberger is going to join us, Global News Radio's law expert, when it comes to this Bruce MacArthur sentencing in the horrific uh, first-degree murder case where he pleaded guilty and the sentencing started today and is expected to last three days. There have been uh, victim impact statements, the horrific details of which, well, uh, we've got Brianna Carnegie who was on scene and she'll recount some of the details that have surfaced, although I'm sort of ambivalent about this because I don't know that this is necessary for public consumption, uh, but it is part of the narrative. Uh, You know, does it do us any good to know the details or is it strictly for the prurient interest, you know, morbid curiosity, Mike? Yeah, I I think as painful as it is, it is important that the court, um, you know, record be open on this stuff, that there be transparency uh, with respect to the victim impact statements. Uh, you know, I think what we're getting, we're getting all the details today out of the agreed upon statements of fact. Uh, I suppose as media outlets, you, you have to sort of deal with, you know, how do we even sort of read this into the public record or, you know, talk about the story. But um, at the end of the day, there's no way not to uh, disclose it, uh, have it on the public record. I think as media outlets, there's probably a big, big question and, and editorial decisions to be made exactly how you how you share it. But Look, this uh, this man terrorized uh, the gay neighborhood in this city for a lot of years, killed eight people. Um, so uh, those who want to know about it should be able to find out that information as, as difficult as it is. All right. For public consumption, I guess, uh, Kim Wright, I mean, in the sense of media outlets uh, revealing all in their gory detail? Um, absolutely. People need to find their peace with this uh, if they can. It is difficult, and but it is part of that larger transparency that is so critical, especially because of the way this case had been handled for so long. Uh, but hearing victim impact statements, um, and, you know, last week there was lots of conversations around the Humboldt, Saskatchewan uh, victim impact statements. While those were incredibly difficult to hear, I think it was important uh, that people got the chance to say what they needed to say uh, and be heard about how this these things are impacting their their lives. Yeah, I don't think anybody would dispute that. I guess it's just the nature of the killings themselves and uh, the methods and, you know, all of the instruments or implements of death. Uh, that's where I get a little queasy, but that's just me. Let me just veer on to another story that has to do with... Uh, outrageous uh, criminal activity when on New Year's Day there was a gentleman, a lawyer, walking with his girlfriend at the Queen Bathurst intersection and a passing car might have said something anyway. He hurls a bag of garbage at them at the stoplight. Two dudes get out, punch him in the head. He falls backwards unconscious uh, in serious condition in a coma in the hospital. He's uh, still recovering. But now they've actually charged, the police on Friday charged one of the individuals who'd been recognized because of a still taken from a surveillance camera, which lends itself to the question, you know, uh, cameras being everywhere, is that necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, Mike? 
Look, I think it, it, it can work. It can go both ways. I think in this instance, we find, uh, you know, we've uh, found people who are guilty of a pretty uh, heinous crime. And uh, so it's uh, it's beneficial in that regard. There is, uh, you know, a reality that we all give up a little bit of privacy for th- that type of sort of video cameras that exist everywhere and a- anywhere. Um, those of us who uh, are law abiding citizens uh, don't need to be overly concerned about it. We have some pretty uh, strict uh, personal private uh, information. Uh, PEPIDA is legislation federally that governs this and, and, and how this information is shared or not shared, importantly. Um, but uh, Look, I think it's going to be used in solving more and more crimes all the time, and it's going to play a bigger role. So privacy commissioners have a big, uh, big job in this country as as we move into this day and age where, yeah, I think at all times, you know, we have to be prepared that you're on camera. Well, the high resolution facial recognition, you know, uh, even, you know, retinal scanning done and so on and so forth. I mean, these cameras today are as good as a Hubble telescope zeroing right in. Who thinks they're getting away with anything if they're captured in the screen grab? Uh, but would you face more cameras than Kim? I do. I personally do. Uh, I think that there is, when you're out in public, you know, you expect to be, uh, I, I expect that there are cameras around. I govern myself accordingly. Uh, and I'm hopeful that if there are crimes that happen, that they're captured uh, by by the CCTV cameras and otherwise. I mean, if so you that's look- the trade-off. Then the privacy is okay if you've seeded that in the interests of making it a better public space, a safer place. I think if you start to look at you know places like TTC where there are already cameras, lots of public squares, there are lots of places where there are cameras already. And in this case, it, it caught a, a a terrible crime. You know, we look to the U.S. to uh, to Chicago last week where the actor from Empire was. Was viciously attacked, uh, allegedly. I don't, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what I needed to say in terms of allegedly or not. But mm-hmm. because there was no cameras where he was, mm-hmm. they couldn't identify the the perpetrators of this. Mm-hmm. At, or and there's dispute or as substantiate to what, the or, or that, substantiating the, the claims as a hate crime. As a hate crime. Right. And to me, that you know, I I think there so should you'd be trade offs. I'd rather have. Okay. The other thing I'm curious about here before I let you go, and uh, time is uh, tight, but the leaked documents that the uh, NDP got their hands on of the PC's draft legislation on reforming health. Mike Van Solen, I mean, Andrea Horvath was crowing about it in the legislature today. Are the NDP really reaping political capital here uh, the only capital they're trying to reap is uh, fundraising from their from their donors. They're using this uh, they're using this in a very aggressive fundraising effort to raise money from NDP members. Um, and, you know, it's funny that they decry you know profit making in healthcare system while the only ones trying to profit from it is the Ontario NDP party. Um, I think it's a real shame, and I you know I hold I think most Ontarians would look to, to Christine Elliott's uh, substantive response to this. And uh, and rec and and their own personal experience of the healthcare system, uh, with over thirty thousand people just waiting for long term care beds, uh, people in ha- in hallways all the time. They know that we need to do better uh, with respect to healthcare delivery in this uh, in this province. And I think the uh, the NDP should find a way to uh, deal with the matters uh, substantively uh, with legislation and information that's presented, and not uh, not using draft uh, leaked documents uh, out of the bureaucracy. And this Good was a grief, public really. Se- well, and by the way, the leak came from a public service worker who's since there, been terminated. There are always leaks that are going to happen, and it is it is quintessential of a governing party to say, "Oh, this was politically motivated. It's all about the money." And and in this case, which is pretty aggressive, which is firing a whistleblower, 
which when the conservatives were in the well, opposition... Wait a minute, it's a confidential document. But when the conservatives were in the opposition benches, they got all sorts of confidential documents. They were more than happy to shout from the rooftops against the governing party of the day. Did they identify who uh, gave them those documents? Neither did... Andrea Horvat didn't identify who gave her the documents either. Well, no, gave, the uh, conservatives identified who it was, a public service worker, they, they say, that, and so, terminated the individual. So when they were in opposition, right, they right. would get public, documents... Public servants take an oath to the crown and they are there to serve the crown and uh, and that is the and, risk that is the risk as a public servant you you run if, if you decide not to work for the crown but instead to try to undermine the crown by giving away documents to the opposition parties uh your your career there, hands in there the are lots of there are lots the of places that allow for done, whistleblower legisla- whistleblower legislation in other places like quebec that allow for uh what they believe are health or this well-being of the community this is completely this is whistleblowing. Just, this is just leaking. This leaking is documents trying to undermine. undermine this. Well, okay, the individual is terminated. Then uh, I'm guessing he or she will file a grievance. I'm I'm certain that they will. But more importantly, is can we have a conversation about what healthcare should look like going forward? Well, we will. And this is, what this is just the opening well, except salvo. for if you ask the people who provided uh, to Ms. Horvath the, the documents, these were documents that they believe had already been through an approvals process, not well, we'll have a consultation on this. So, you know, as much as the Conservatives, and I love my Conservative friends, will like to say that this is Andrea just fear-mongering and fundraising, there are some substantial questions that are asked in these documents, and there are substantial questions that Ontarians have about how their health care is going to be improved, quote-unquote, going forward. Right. Well, we'll thrash it out in the legislature. Well, 100%. I but mean, the the the, uh, the premier doesn't just get to make these changes. Legislation has have, to be pre- presented. It's substantive uh, substantive changes uh, uh, that the, the government's looking at, and the legislature will have its opportunity How to... How substantial to, were the debates on Bill 31 on changing... Wow, that's the, old news. What are we talking about? That's looking in the rearview mirror. i got to move forward. I'm like a shark. If I don't move forward, I die. <laughs> know your history. You're doomed to repeat it. Okay, thank you, Sam. Santayana. Uh, let's leave on that note. Mike Van Sol and Kim Wright, uh, both full value this afternoon. I'd appreciate you coming in Monday afternoon. We'll do it next week. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.